Hey guys, welcome back to this brand new episode. Now, thank you so much for keep listening. If you do have any questions or anything that have risen up in your head, please don't be afraid to find me on Instagram, shoot me a message. Or if you actually have a topic in your head that you want me to talk about. So don't be afraid to message. Because this one is about... um, asking for help. So as I mentioned to you in my previous episode, it's okay to ask for help. But in this episode, I want to get a little bit deeper, first of all, from who to ask help and how. Now, you need to be brave and honest to ask help. And it's not easy. I found it really really hard over the 17 years and I didn't really ask for help like I thought I can do this recovery journey by myself and also from my experiences when I kind of did ask for help I was asking in the wrong way and it wasn't necessarily like an experience that's I'm going to say this, an experience that it kind of like encouraged me to ask for help. So obviously I was ashamed. I was worried what people are going to be thinking about me. So that's why I was kind of like, that was the other reason why I was kind of like decided, fuck it, I can do this by myself. Took me 17 years to realize, no, I can't. So anyhow, um, I want to give you a little bit of examples why I wasn't necessarily asking for help and and then I will explain how to ask for help. So first of all, um, the first, the very first time I actually told to my mother that I was suffering from anorexia, I was around 15, 16 and I never forget it. Um, she was taking a bath and I went into the bathroom and I sat down right next to her. And I was like, mom, I cannot sugarcoat this and I'm suffering from anorexia. Now, her first question was, are you sure? Second question, do you know what does that mean? Obviously, from her reactions, I was like... For fuck's sake, why I even told her. But to give you a little bit of explanation, first of all, I wasn't really honest with her. I didn't tell her the full story. I didn't tell her that I was getting bullied in school. My nickname was Mickey or Tank and I was extremely upset with myself. I was extremely obsessed with the numbers on the scale when every Wednesday I had to step on that fucking scale I didn't even tell her that I was actually suffering from bulimia, that I was making myself sick after each meals, except the apples and the hot chocolate. And it wasn't necessarily the right time. She was taking a bath. She didn't expect what I'm going to say to her. And also, we were living in a small village, kind of like town, and... You know that kind of like when everyone knows everybody? 
And my mom was really working hard to to pretend a perfect family, a perfect marriage, great kids, that they are talented, good at school, and also a great financial existence. So this was the time when when my dad started to have alcoholic problems and even though nobody really told to our faces, everybody would know everybody knew about it. So obviously for her to hearing this, she was more worried about what people are going to be thinking. Because back at that time in Hungary, if you are if you were looking for a professional help like a psychologist, we needed to go into the hospital. Yeah, so it wasn't like psychologist clinics, like it was a small town. So in the hospital, psychologists were available. But thinking back, I think my mom was like, oh gosh, if we need to go into the hospital, then everybody is going to be know about it. And then people are going to figure it out. So she was really, really worried what people are going to think about us. So we decided to kind of like keep it in the family. And to be honest with you, after that, I was kind of like brushing it under the rug. I felt like, fuck's sake, why I even told her? And obviously after that, like I didn't tell her the full story. So, and and that that was my mistake as well, because I wasn't honest with her. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm suffering from anorexia. I didn't tell her that I was like bulimia, like all that kind of jazz. And obviously that was the time when I was getting labeled as a sick kid as well. So putting everything together, it was more about like worrying what people are going to think. So possibly that's where my worries came from as well. Anyhow... So we kind of like brushed it under the rug. We never really talked about it again. And we were just getting on with our life. Now, I didn't stop, obviously, the anorexia, binge eating and bulimia. It actually got worse. And the second time we were talking about it, it wasn't with my mother. It was with my sister. So I was 18, maybe 19 um, we moved, we moved to the city center to Budapest with my brother to start our university studies, and we were living with my sister and her boyfriend. Now, they have an apartment with small, two small rooms, so we were taking that, and they were living kind of like in the living room. So everybody had their own space. Um, the toilet was well is because uh, they're still living there separate from the bathroom and that was actually good for me because if somebody wanted to take a bath or a shower I didn't have to worry about to wait or they have to wait because I was spending like at least half an hour in the toilet after each meals so I was like okay that's great but the walls was like still paper thin you could hear fucking everything, even when the neighbor was flushing the toilet or actually having sex. So they started to realize that something is up with me because after 
each meals pretty much I went to the toilet and they were obviously hearing the noises of me making myself sick because vomiting makes different noises than pooping or peeing obviously and spending half an hour on the toilet didn't necessarily help and it was one time when she actually caught me I did my usual binge eating in my bedroom and then I sneaked out to the toilet. It was after midnight, so it was fucking dead quiet. So I know that I needed to be like very quiet, but I couldn't avoid the noises. Like when you're making yourself sick, there is noises. End of the story. And I didn't realize her sneaking out from the living room, bedroom. And she opened the door and I remember her face. You could see that winning feeling on her face. And she told me that finally I caught you. Now finish it up and then come out. We have a chat. I was like, fuck. Like I was honestly thinking that now there is no way to hide. I don't know what to do. First of all, I was like, you know what? She said, finish it up. So I'm not just going to get rid of everything. Clean the toilet, wash myself, and then go out to the kitchen and have a chat with her. Now she was waiting and standing there for me like a fucking queen. And she told me that you need to stop. And if you don't stop, I will tell to our mother. Now, to give you an understanding regarding my mom, she's a little bit like... Hitler type, like the female version of Hitler, it's, it's kind of like it's either her way or no way. And if it's not in her way, gosh, she can make you wrong just by looking at you. So let's put it in that way. At that time, I was terrified from my mom. So I was like, begging to her, just please don't tell to her, I will stop, I promise I will stop, of course, yeah, because this is how it works, and you might think that, fuck, like, I was really fucked, and there is no way back, because my sister was acting like a fucking camera 24-7 to the toilet and on me, so I couldn't use the toilet anymore to make myself sick, no problemo, like a good fucking addictive person. Well, I did it in my bedroom, guys. Yeah, absolutely fucking disgusting. I ate whatever I could. And that was the time when I started to spend money on my binge eating. Because living with my sister, obviously the apartment was smaller and we didn't have that much food in the apartment that we used to have in the family house. So if something disappeared, it was obvious. So therefore, I was like, okay, to make it easier for myself, let's start to buy things so they're not going to realize that something has been disappeared. So that was the time that I started to spend money on binge eating. And you know when you start to realize that the money that you can spend on food and the food that you can get yeah, that was the problem. And when I did eat the food that I got, I needed to myself make myself sick 
were in my bedroom. How? I was getting these huge big balls, pockets basically, puking in there, then putting into a bin bag. And then the following morning, I took it down to the main bin. Yeah, my vomiting was in my bedroom for the whole night. Now, I found out a really good way as well to make sure that they're not going to hear the noises because that walls were still paper thin. So I put a movie on on my laptop. Sorted. I was like fucking winning this, you know. So as you can see, my experiences regarding asking for help or trying to Because it wasn't necessarily asking help. It was kind of like, you know, when you got put into the corner and you cannot go anywhere. That's how I felt. My sister put me in the corner and I couldn't really go anywhere. But I still find a way. It's like my dad used to do this when he was an alcoholic. We were hiding all the alcohol and he still managed to fucking drink. Even if he had no money, like... Addiction is very, very crazy and dangerous. So that was me. It didn't stop me. And it didn't give me a good experience that like to to actually fight with my eating disorders. And don't forget, at that stage, I was already four years of suffering from, from anorexia, bulimia and binge eating. It doesn't work just like what she said. Stop it. If I could do it, I would fucking do it, you know. So this is where I'm coming down that it's really important to to know who to ask the help and and how. And this is what I want to explain to you. Because you might think that my mom and my sister weren't handling the situation well. It wasn't their fault. Um, It was me. I wasn't honest with them. And, you know, when the first time I told my mom, like, obviously I was 15, 16, I didn't really know what to say, what to do. Um, But when my sister called me, like, I could have just said that, listen, if I would be able to stop it, I would. And then I could have turned to my mother and then explained to her that, hey, this is what's going on still for the last four years. Instead of that, I just find another way to keep going. So first of all, who to ask help? Now, in my case, and I'm talking about in my case, um, after 17 years, I found it it was easier for me to find two professionals, a psychologist and a kind of like nutritionist well, bodybuilding coach that both of them I mentioned to you before. Because that's, that's how I felt. For me, it will work out. Why? Because I know I needed two people in my life, then they're not going to judge. They are going to listen to me and support, not trying to change me, but they are 
going to encourage my changes. So that's the person that you need to look for. Now, it might be a person that you actually know, or it might well be a person that you actually don't know. Let's say if you know the person, so you might going to ask your mom, your dad, your sister, or your best friend. You need to make sure that person is the right person for you. And once you have that person, you need to be prepared. So first thing first, guys, if you're asking a help from a person that you know, please ask when they are free to have an honest conversation with you. It will be like a good 20, 30 minutes, maybe shorter, maybe longer, but you need their full attention and you want to make sure that they can be there for you. So it's kind of like an appointment and both of you are going to stick with it. Don't ask your mother in the bathtub that what I did. Make sure that you set a date and time and you sticking with it. Okay, explain to them that you really want to have an honest conversation with them and you need their time and full attention. Now, then you need to be prepared. First of all, think about that this person is going to be your team player and you guys are going to be in the game to the journey of your recovery. So once you have the date and the time, then you need to make sure that there is no phones involved, no distraction, it's just your time, guys. Once you sit down, you just ask them, please listen to me carefully. And then you start. Now, you, I suggest to make bullet points for yourself because you need to be brave and fucking honest, guys, 100%. And you don't need to unleash with them straight ahead. Hey, I'm suffering from binge eating bulimia. You can start building up to it. And I think the more you can share with them, the more they know, the better it is. So first of all, explain to them what's really going on with you. You might be afraid to eat. You might be obsessed with numbers, calories, weight. You might be getting bullied in school, at work. You might be just extremely upset regarding how you look. So whatever is going on with you, start with that. And then say it, suffering from anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, again, whatever issue issues you have, be honest. They might be already know that there is something off with you. They might already know that you have eating disorder issues. Don't deal with that. Just be honest. Ask them to listen and then say it. And once you told them, you need to tell your game plan. And that game plan is your path to recovery. And you need to know what do you really want. 
So first of all, if you want to have a professional help, a therapist, a psychologist, tell them. Tell them that you need a nutritionist. And then ask them to to be educated on this topic. So I'm launching my website in January 2024. Now it's December, end of December 2023. So it's coming soon, guys. And I will be sharing a lot of useful information regarding what are the eating disorders, how to get help, how to help people, and also my own experience, or simply share with them this podcast. I already talked to you about like regarding my own experience as well, the anorexia, bulimia and all that jazz. So ask them to to be educated on the topic because not many people actually know what are the eating disorder issues or how dangerous it is. And then tell them honestly like what's next. Ask them to be there for you. Be a supporter. Not to try to to change you, but to be there for you to embrace, embrace, again this word, to encourage your changes. And don't forget, if you don't want to reach out to a professional or you actually don't really have a person in your surrounding environment to talk to. I am here. Once my website will be launched, I will providing my contact details, email and WhatsApp number as well. But as of right now, you can find me on Instagram at Nikki Barta. And feel free to message, guys. You need to make sure you have that person in your life who is supporting you, who is not judging you, who can listen. Now, they might going to ask you, what do you need from them? They might not going to ask, still tell them. They need to accept you as you are right now. It's very important. They need to be there for you and support you. Not necessarily giving advices, you know, like you're not asking them to to ask for advices because in my per- in my personal experience, a person who doesn't have eating disorder issues not going to fully understand what's in your head, but that's why it's important to tell them as much as you can how you feel. Not just emotionally, but mentally as well. What's going on in your head. Because that will give them a little bit more understanding. What's going on with you. Will they fully get you and understand you? Probably not. Because as I mentioned to you in previous episodes. The way how we think about food, numbers, calories. When you are having eating disorder issues. It's totally different. For us, a cookie is not just a fucking cookie, you know. For us, like, a family lunch could be our worst enemy. While for them could be the most pleasant moment on the week. So, 
be honest, be totally honest. And once you had this chat, this conversation, from their reactions, you will see if you have chosen the right person or not. Because if they are reacting the way that how my mom or my sister reacted, obviously, that's not the right person because you put yourself out there, you ask them to to be there for you. And if you were fully honest with them, then they will be there for you. As I said to you, like, I chose two professionals that I didn't know because I didn't really have people in my life at that point when I decided to to fight with my eating disorders that I could really talk to. So for me, it was easier. And that's why I said, guys, I'm here as well. <laughs> After 17 years of going through the shit that I was going through, trust me, I'm not fucking judging you. Anyhow, I don't want to rumble way too much. But you, need really, you really need to understand one thing. Once you made that decision that you are going to fight with your eating disorders and start your recovery journey, you need to find people in your life that they are going to help you. It could be the one that you already know, could be a total stranger. But as I said to you, you need to be a team player and you need to play this game on your terms, but also be aware of that other person. They also have feelings and thoughts. So don't be too critical and judgmental. As I said, from their reactions, you will know if they are the right person or not. And obviously, when you fetching your game plan to them, you need to make sure that you know exactly what you need and what you want. Now, after you had this conversation, the most important thing is communication. So what I mean by that, not necessarily every single day sit down for a half an hour chat, but if every single time you feel something is not okay with you or you feel like about to binge eat or make yourself sick or not to eat because you're afraid to eat, A, call the person, B, message to the person and they might not going to get back to you straight ahead. They might going to get back to you whenever they have the time. And if you fail, guys, it's okay. You don't have to be maximalist and perfectionist. You need to accept that you might fail, but you need to tell them. And if you fail, you can stand up. But remember one thing. I know when you start a journey, it's in the very beginning and like very fragile. But if you have come so far to actually make a decision, to actually find a team player, why would you fail? Remember, if you really want something, you fucking go for it and get it. It's time to be better, guys. Now, thank you so much for listening any questions, please let me know. As I mentioned to you, feel free to message me. And for the next topic, I will actually talk about to the team player. So in this one, I wanted to share how to approach a person that you want to have that person to support you. 
But in the next topic, I will turn this around. How to approach a person who is actually suffering from eating disorders. Because that's a, that's really key point to this journey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless us, everyone. Take care, guys.